0: now come with us and you shall see the many things that you can be you know people all the time stop me on the street and wonder how i continue to do this show without ever getting tired of talking about the berenstain bears and that's my secret i've always been tired of talking about the berenstain bears Back to deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I was lying up there. I'm not tired of talking about the Berenstain Bears, nor have I ever been tired of talking about the Berenstain Bears. Each week when I record an episode of this podcast about the Berenstain Bears, I simply grow more and more excited about exploring their world. I'm I'm always curious as to what their next adventure is going to be. Are they taking off to the moon? Are they taking off to a cave? Are they taking off to the top of a mountain to discover a new species of giant behemoth? Or are they just going to talk about what they might want to be when they grow up? They're going to talk about what they might want to be when they grow up again. We've already covered this topic so many times. Whether it's on the job or he-bear, she-bear, there's always the cubs are just... The Cubs are crazy anxious about what they're going to be when they grow up. They have this conversation probably once a year between the two of them, where they walk from one side of Beartown to the other, looking at all the people, doing all of their jobs. And by gum, we're going to talk about that again this week. It's the Berenstain Bears when I grow up from 2015. It's a Harper Festival book written and illustrated by Mike Berenstain. And you already know how it goes. You already know the plot. You already know the beginning and the end. Brother and sister are worried about what they're going to be when they grow up. And they walk around the town and they look at all the jobs. And then in the end, they're like, "Ah, I guess we can be whatever we want to be. But this one's got a twist. It's not just the Cubs out on the excursion this time. They've got an adult leading them. A school, I was going to say a friend, but a schoolmate accompanying them and there's a lead into it there's a preamble there's a somewhat uh plot specific i guess reason for them to be wondering what they're going to be when they grow up and it is the fault as usual of the public school system okay so to begin it is career day at the bear country school and first of all <laughs> We see a shot of the classroom, and in order to make this plot work, they've got to fudge a few facts, uh, but this makes no sense. Brother and sister are in the same class. Now, as far as I know, brother and sister do not attend a Montessori school. Now, our child attends a Montessori school, so there are multiple grade levels in one classroom. That's one of the tenets of Montessori, is that as kids get older... They can help and assist the other kids. Also, kids go at their own rate, so the division of grade levels isn't as important. But as far as I know, Bear Country School, not Montessori. And my first clue to that is the fact that the kids are sitting in rows at desks looking forward. That ain't Montessori, my friends. In any case, it's career day. Also, keep in mind, that means this is one day. And so, here is what they accomplish, somehow, in one day of schooling. Um... Chef Orson is flipping a pancake on a hot plate in front of the classroom. So even if Chef Orson, Ourson, O-U-R-S-O-N, even if Chef Orson is the first person to go, that means he had to set up, heat up this hot plate, pour the pancake, wait for the pancake to develop. He's talking while he's doing this. Which means he has some kind of speech. He's probably guiding them through how to flip a pancake, how to make a pancake. So we're talking a solid 10, 15 minutes minimum. He's a professional chef. He's got a mustache. He's wearing a chef's hat. So he clearly knows what he's doing. Uh, But if he's going to take about 15 minutes to do this, and then you realize that coming up quickly behind him are Dr. Gert Grizzly in uniform with clipboard uh, a fire bear from the Beartown Fire Department carrying an axe in full firefighter regalia. And then Officer Marguerite, then Papa holding a saw, and then the line goes out the door. So we're looking at several hours of of demonstrations. And that time gets bumped up quite a bit when you see that the next person they show... So we've gone through Dr. Gert Grizzly, who probably just talks about health. We we go through the fire bear, who probably talks about fire safety. Papa Bear shows his woodworking skills. And we see Papa has set up two saw horses, a plank of wood, and he's sawing it in half. Now, I don't know what he's going to do besides saw the wood. But this right here, this right here is clearly another... 20 minutes? I don't know. Like, How long does it take him to set up the saw horses? How long does it take him to set up the wood and saw? I mean, he's a woodworker. He clearly knows how to saw wood efficiently, but still. Mama then shows the quilts from her quilt shop, I'm all right? But then Too Tall Grizzly comes in with a muffler and his wife, Tutu, to explain about running a junkyard. So uh, probably another 15 minutes there. Then Grizzly gramps and Gran get up and perform an old tap dancing routine. Now, let's roll it back. It's career day at Bear Country School. It's a whole day. So, we've got a whole day. Just from the establishing image alone, we see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Cubs. We see brother and sister. We see, I assume it's uh, 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 Barry Bruin. I don't see Lizzie Bruin. I see sister's weird friend, Trudy, I think her name is. Uh, we see a couple of other girl bears. We see Ferdy factual. Hold, hold on to that. But we know that they have a bunch of other... So if each of the cubs comes with a parent, that's one thing. But these aren't all parents. Officer Marguerite, Dr. Gert Grizzly, this chef. I don't know who he is. Grizzly Gramps and Gran. These are randos who just have jobs. So they've clearly invited every bear in Beartown to this one classroom to talk about their jobs. Other case in point. We've established in previous books that Grizzly Gran was a vaudevillian, but that Grizzly Gramps was violently against her being a vaudevillian. Now, that was the chapter books, which are a separate timeline. But later books establish that Grizzly, Gramps, and Gran met at the bowling alley, and there's no mention of Gran having been a vaudevillian. Now, all of a sudden, Gran is a vaudevillian again. Also, this is 2015. Grizzly, Gramps, and Gran are at most early 70s. Like, at most... So we're talking a, a, a vaudeville that, I mean, if they were working in vaudeville at the time, let's say they even started in when they were in their teens, 16 years old. So that means that would have been like, what, like 54 years ago? We're talking a bear country vaudeville that went into the 60s, I guess, the power of vaudeville in bear world, uh, but in any case... They're doing a routine. This is the longest career day in history. uh, Because then Professor Actual Factual shows up to tell them about being a scientist and presumably the only museum curator in Beartown. And he shows them his giant telescope that he uses for studying the stars. Then he shows them his microscope that he uses for studying the germs. Then he does a chemistry experiment that stinks. Then he shows them fossils from a dinosaur dig. All of this... Okay, so we've got a solid hour-long presentation here from Actual Factual. What I'm saying is, I don't know if all these bears could fit their jobs into one day. But it does upset brother and sister, who now are concerned that they don't know what they want to be when they grow up. We see sister with a thought bubble above her. Brother's like, I'm going to be a soccer star. But sister's like, goodness, do I want to be a soccer star myself? Do I want to sing? Do I want to do math? Do I want to... I just see a picture of a picture of her having had her picture taken. It's a photo of... She's imagining a photo of herself, so I don't know what that is. Uh, playing the violin. Or, my favorite, be an author, which is represented by a book. And the book's titled Bear of Green Gables. Which means that in Bear World, Anne of Green Gables' first name is Bear, I guess. Uh, I assume Marilla's name is... no it couldn't be gorilla because that would only make sense if she was a gorilla well what do you know actual factual pulls up in his actual factual mobile his science cube on wheels to teach the kids about jobs about what job exists uh but i do i want to stop for a second because he's like would you like a lift you can use my cell phone to ask your mama and papa and they make a huge deal. They, they, they call it out once or twice. And by they, I mean Mike. And by Mike, I mean Mike Berenstain. Calls it out twice that brother and sister are using actual factual cell phone to get permission from the parents. And then actual factual checks in with the parents to make sure the kids have actually gotten permission. Unnecessary. But I appreciate the gesture. Don't take rides from people who aren't your parents, even if you know them brother and sister. This is better advice than all the advice given in The Berenstain Bears Learn About Strangers. Uh, so the Cubs are concerned that there's too many jobs. Thus begins our tour of Beartown. You want to be a painter, kids? You want to be a carpenter? You named Isabella and you want to flip a pizza? Well, here's a painter painting a house. Here's a carpenter carpentering a house. And here's Isabella at Isabella's Pizza flipping a pizza up in the air. Also, there's a male bear wearing a pith helmet. We're only one page into this adventure, and I'm already excited. We see a house in Beartown that's not built into a tree. It's just a house. It's very cute. It looks like one of those lunch boxes that construction workers use, covered in shingles and paint. We see another bear building a house. Again, not into a tree. Beartown has expanded to the point where trees are no longer a viable option for living in. I assume that the bears who live in trees are kinda higher up on the pecking order than the bears who live in manufactured homes. Also, this one house has two weather vanes on top. Uh one weather point point of the weather vane points to southwest, one points to northeast, on the second weather vane, it's just west and northeast. I don't know how useful those weather vanes are. I don't live in a bear world. Uh, all of a sudden they come across an an actual tree house that's on actual fire. Police cars, fire trucks, ambulances are all around. We see a bear covered in soot uh, being treated for, I was going to say smoke inhalation, but she's just getting her finger bandaged, but she is covered in soot. So I hope they treat her for smoke inhalation in the Bear Country Emergency Service ambulance. Uh, We see the fire bears uh, plugging a fire hose into the fire hydrant. We see a fire bear plugging a fire hose into another fire hose. We see a fire bear shooting fire. Water all over the house. We see the 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 cause of the fire, presumably, which is a pot on the stove that is boiled over with black smoke belching out. So, I guess there's no fire. It doesn't look like there's a fire. I don't know. We don't see flames. We just see smoke. The firefighters are coming down their ladders with a cat, a dog, and a cage with a bird who looks very angry and... Professor says, you might be a firefighter. You could ride on a big red truck and save lives. You might even save someone's pet. Which, I guess, to Actual Factual is more important than lives. And we know that things are more important than lives because Actual Factual built himself a robot that gained sentience. And then he murdered it with his own hands and buried it in a Christian grave. That's how weird Actual Factual is about things that he believes do not deserve life. Now... They drive past Bear Country Airport, and the professor's like, hey, I know you're into planes, you and brother and sister. If you like to to fly, you could be an airline pilot, fly a jumbo jet, or you could fly higher and go into outer space, to be exact. You could blast off in a rocket to the stars, and we get to see brother and sister in the sort of imaginary. They're in a rocket blast. It's like a space shuttle, but it's a space shuttle. Like the space shuttle, but it has the booster rockets attached to the sides, which doesn't make any sense unless there's some way for the shuttle to release them. Usually, the the it's like a, the the shuttle sits on a giant booster rocket that goes up, that then falls away from the. In any case, they're dressed the same way they were dressed in the Berenstain Bears on the Moon. Cute. I'm more confused by the by the passenger plane that's taking off. It's a jet, obviously. The engines though are belching red fire. Probably not a good thing to. to to, to have happen. There should not be 10-foot flames leaping out of the backs of all four of your engines. You're going to have to Sully Sullenberger that thing into the East River or wherever he Sully Sullenbergered it in, uh, because this plane ain't going to last long up in the air. Uh, Then they pass a construction site. There's dump trucks and earth movers, and you know exactly what these things look like, because they look exactly like they looked... In every other Berenstain Bears book, with the cubs trying to figure out what they want to do for a living, and actual factuals like, hey, you can decide that you can put your feet on the ground. You don't have to fly. You can dig down into the dirt, put on a hard hat, put some mega machines through their paces, and I like that actual factual throws out the term mega machines. Like we know what that means. Like these just look like machines, Mr. Factual. These just look like diggers and earth movers, uh, dump trucks. Uh, that that uh, we've seen these bulldozers. We've seen these. And he's like, "Ah, these are mega machines." I'm like, to me a mega machine is like that giant earth scooper used like the largest vehicle in the world, the giant earth scooper that dwarfs buildings. These are just trucks, sir. These are just trucks. Calm your jets. Cool down. It's just trucks. I also want to point out that the bears in the sh- in the in in these jobs we're looking at about 50-50 men and women. And the reason you know they're women is because they have earrings and some sort of ponytail uh peeking out under their fire hats or their ball caps or their hard hats or their their, their safety gear. There's like either a ponytail coming out the at the back or some pigtails coming out the sides. Yet how do you know they're women? Because, again, all bears look the same. So then they drive into the countryside past Farmer Ben's farm, which is curious because Farmer Ben's farm is right next to the bear's house. I don't know. Maybe this is a subsidiary farm. And then Actual Factual fills us in on what a farmer kind of isn't these days. He says, farmering is a very important job. Farmers grow the food we eat. Without them, we might starve. Okay. And he's like, farmers work all day, plowing, planting, weeding and harvesting, and they still have time to milk the cows. And I'm like, okay, some farms, yes. Uh, Farmer Ben's farm, clearly. Also, some of the smaller farms around here. So that's true. Uh, but you could also be a farmer working for a large agricultural business. Uh, you could work for ConAgra. You could be growing uh, corn that is going to be turned into fuel. That, that's not not all farming is idyllic and not all farming is profitable. And if you own a farm, you might just end up renting that farm out. I've been on many farms here in Minnesota uh, on, for my job, talking with families. And whenever I'm like, this is a beautiful farm. And they're like, oh, we don't actually do any of the farming here. We we rent this out to to like uh, corporate farmers who come in and farm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we do we do visit some family farms. Uh, whenever we go to an apple orchard to pick apples, those are presumably those owned by the family who were paying for the apples. It would be pretty funny though if you just lived next to an orchard and just set up a little apple stand out in front of your house. Am like, go oh, go on into the Go on into $5 a bag. Just go on into the, the – just climb over the barbed wire. Pick whatever apple you want. Just make sure you pay up before you leave. Uh, but we see goats, and we see chickens and ducks and geese. They better scurry because uh, – I'm going to take you out in the sur- – I don't know where I was going with that. But we see Farmer Ben milking a cow. We see Mrs. Ben feeding the chickens. And we see other farmers. I don't know who these other people are. There's a there's a guy out in the – like raking. There's a woman with a pitchfork. There's bears on ladders picking apples. There's a guy who looks very similar to Farmer Ben, uh, or looks like, kind of like Papa in a big in a big hat, uh, dumping apples into a into an apple 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 dump. We see a woman driving a tractor hauling corn. I don't know who these other farmers are. Are these other like are these like does does Ben and Mrs. Ben do they like can they project their consciousness? Like and like, we need more wukkas today, Mrs. Ban. So they like concentrate really hard and create like bears out of thought. Probably not, but that's my head cannon now. So like that. So Farmer uh, Actual Faction was like, okay, I'm getting bored with all this. Let's let's pick things up a little bit. We're gonna move into town. I want to show you uh some other stuff in Bear Country. So hold on to your bottoms, kids. He open. He pulls a lever and like a helicopter propeller comes out of the top of the actual faction mobile. Uh, uh, the 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 back rotor comes out and wings pop out of the actual factual. Don't know why they're still just in Bear Town, but I guess he's just like ah, just rush hour traffic. So they pass the high school where they see the teachers and the. Coaches, they they pass the medical center where they see doctors, nurses, dentists, and keep that in mind the medical center because we will be visiting the medical center again in a future episode. Uh, they see shopkeepers, delivery bears, plumbers, sign painters, bus drivers, mechanics, road crews, and repair bears, busily at work. And doesn't they don't look too busy? They're all posing for a what looks to be a a a, a Mike Berenstain original drawing on this page, uh, but. So we see all these jobs and we get to see the middle of Beartown again, which is always a pleasure. We see the grocery store. We see the high school, which uh, Mike, yeah. the Bear, Bear, Big Bear High School. which It's not Bear Country High School. It's Big Bear High School uh, is uh looks to be about the size of my bedroom, <laughs> like at my house. It is it is the door. There's a door and there's a cube with some windows. That's the that's Bear Big Bear High School. That's where Cool Carl King is, I guess. That because this is this little tiny building. Uh and then we get to Bear Country Arts Center. Now, I'm not familiar with the Bear Country Arts Center. I I'm not I knew they went to theaters. I knew they went to museums. I did not know that it was all located in one large building. So this must be a more current building in Bear Town, which makes sense because it was probably in the in the 90s uh, and early 2000s that a lot of smaller communities began building art centers. Uh, we've got several outside of the Twin Cities uh, in like the suburbs. I know some people will say they're cities, but they're suburbs. So like Burnsville, Minnesota has a performing arts center. And uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Apple Valley had a perform. I don't know. Where are they all? Like There's performing arts centers around. Uh, and when they usually have like a music of gallery spaces, they have a, th- a full theater. Sometimes they'll have like athletic stuff attached, just a community center, but with like more than just like offices and stuff like live, not just the library, but in and, and a small gym, but like a dance studio, uh, this place has an opera stage and a theater. It looks like, like I see, like there's like. On one side, you see people attending like a Shakespeare play, but on the other side, you see people attending a Wagnerian opera. So that's huge. Like, because an opera, the difference is a theater will have, uh, a theater will typically have like maybe a fly rail and some, you know, quick exits off stage left and right. Uh, This one has footlights. So, you know, enough space backstage for quick changes, maybe. Uh, but all in and, and some smaller like, set pieces, but everything's going to be flying in and out from the from the fly rail up top. But an opera stage typically requires space to the left and right of the stage and behind the stage that is of equal size to the stage, like massive offstage areas because a lot of opera sets just slide on. I, at least those are the opera stages that I've had the good fortune of of. of getting to know and obviously it's not all opera stages but i'm going to assume that this is not that i don't know why i brought it up but this is not that because i'm looking at the size of the bear country arts center it's very small uh so maybe they're not maybe they're not even going to see an opera maybe it's just a bunch of people sitting in the audience looking at a photo of an opera or maybe it's a projection of a movie of an opera i don't know uh so the actual factor mobile tools around he's like you know what the though of all these jobs there's one job in Beartown that's more important than anything else. And the Cubs are like, what is it? And they don't, they're don't. they not actually like that. They don't say anything. It's the job of a parent, of a mom or a dad. That may be about the most important job there is. And we're flying over like residential areas. There's a house built into a squashy tree, but it looks like a one-story. Uh, there's a house built into a round tree. There's a non-tree house. So these people are pretty, their, their authority is pretty minimal. And then there's this weird town, that lo- this weird house that looks like, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like uh, uh, the set of a children's show from like 1975 that aired on PBS that you vaguely remember. Probably from out of Boston or something. And not I'm not calling Zoom out specifically, but it's like this weird burnt orange and weird dirty blue color and gray. Like the color scheme and the, like, the triangles on it. It looks like something from the 70s that was supposed to... Im- play whimsy to children but instead makes you think of like the back like hallway of where you went to like where you had to go to pre like like daycare and like every once in a while the teacher would be like come come back here we're going to get like the the punch balls out we're going to have to get some equipment we're going to play a game and so like you would all go back to this back room like sort of a concrete back area and then there was like a tall door that was heavy and the and the teacher would like unlock it and it was dark inside. And you'd have to like, and she'd be like, hold on. And she'd get out like the punch ball, like the punch balloons and those bouncy balls that you sit on that have like the handles. Uh, and they were all kept in that weird gross room. Uh, that's what it looks like. You know what I'm talking about. The weird gross room at your daycare. So the last page is the actual faction will not be touch and, touching and ground, landing down. Uh, It's weird. Helicopter propellers going back inside the van and uh, them saying goodbye. And Actual Factual says, hey, when you think about what you want to be when you grow up, just remember this little rhyme. So many different jobs to be done. Just choose the right one and work can be fun. And I believe that was the message from all, 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 all the Berenstain Bears books that are about finding a job. No questions at the end, but it does raise an important point, which is this. Don't put too much pressure on kids about what they want to be when they grow up. I think that kids think about it only because they read books like this. It's a good book. It's fun. I like seeing the bears at different jobs. I like seeing the different architecture. I like seeing around Bear Town. Just remember, don't... If kids don't... Kids don't need to think about what they want to be when they grow up. What is it? 2023 now? You're not going to know what you want to be when you grow up until you're like 40 at this rate. Like, you're going to go to school you're going to go to college, you're going to get a degree, you're not going to use it, you're going to go to grad school, you're going to get a degree, you're maybe going to use it, you're going to spend the rest of like the next 20 or so years paying off your loans, and then you're going to be like, you know what I really want to do, and then you're going to go back to school, that's the way it works, so don't worry too much about it, man, eat, drink, be merry, jobs, what's a job anyway? Place you go and you, yeah, yeah, then you, then you die. All right, thanks so much for listening to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am once again your host, Phil Gonzalez. Thank you for listening, thank you for supporting. This was the Berenstain Bears. You can be whatever you want, but what's it called? The Berenstain, I don't even remember the name of the book. It's called the Berenstain Bears. When I grow up from 2015, do I recommend this book? Yes, I do. If you like a good solid read with the kids, you get Actual Factual and I know I was going to talk about him and I never did. You get Ferdy Factual. I love it when Mike brings back characters into the storybooks from the chapter books. It's weird. It's like this strange like intrusion into our universe of these bear like other bear, but I love it. I love seeing Ferdy. I love Actual Factual. When I was a kid, he was my favorite bear, don't forget. He's smart. He's a smart man. He runs the Bearsonium Museum. So give get major props for actual factual whoop whoop. Uh, so pick it up. It's a it's fun. You can get it on Kindle like I did. You can get it in paperback. I say Kindle. I mean you can get an ebook of it like I did. You can get it in paperback. It's a fun book. Put it on your shelf. When guests come over, point it out. Say, look at that book, and they'll say. Where is the bathroom? So I'm Phil. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, go to Twitter. I am at Berenstain Bear, uh, B-Stain BearCast on Twitter. I'm on Mastodon, but I haven't checked that thing in a long time. I'm on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. Uh, also, listen to my other two podcasts. It's Del Toro Time. I've started uploading episodes of that to YouTube. So if you just search Del Toro Time, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Just search it. You'll find me it's just episode like the audio there i may start doing that with some of the bear episodes i don't know but uh I, you can also check out pizza toast we are about to begin coverage i'm i assume i'm allowed to say this we're about to begin coverage of the books and movies in susan collins the hunger Games series ever hear of that so tune into pizza toast to hear me and christy admiral uh talk about the hunger games katniss everdeen prim Prim Pizza. I don't know the rest of their names. Uh, uh, Ham Hamish the Hamish the Man. Woody Harrelson. So the Hunger Games. Uh, will she shoot the arrow? Will she win the trophy? Will she run the the gamut? Is she a maze runner? Is she in a, an allegiance? We don't know. We'll have to find out when we on Pizza Toast. not here. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And I'll see you all next time deep in bear